Hello, and welcome to the ARC Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Joy. On today's episode, we got a chance to talk to Tyndale author Carrie-Anne Wood. Carrie-Anne's new book, So Close to Amazing, comes out in September, and we're really looking forward to it. Yes, Carrie-Anne includes stories of a DIY life gone wrong and learning to find the beauty in every imperfection. And we saw that through our conversation, Carrie-Anne really takes this seriously. She is a bundle of joy. We felt like we could have talked to her all day. And I personally signed up for her newsletter and get a bit of encouragement into my inbox every day. So. If you'd like to learn more about Carianne, you may visit her website, which is thistlewoodfarms.com, or find the book on tyndale.com. And if you want to find more episodes of this podcast, visit readthearc.com. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Carianne Wood. Carianne, thank you so much for being with us today. We're really excited to talk about uh, your upcoming book, So Close to Amazing. It releases in the fall, so we get a sneak peek. Uh, today. If you could give us a little uh, information about your background, um, your family, where you live, and then how you became a writer. Sure. Well, I moved about 10 years ago from Dallas, Texas to the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. Like, cows are my neighbors. (laughs) And in the entire county, not the city, the entire county that I live in, we have, there's not a stoplight. There's some blinking lights, and sometimes they're broken, so you kind of have to. <laughs> it's it's a it's a real head. You know, you're kind of wondering what's going on. Is it? Is, can I go? Can I not yeah. go? Um, so I moved there, and I have I brought along with me for the ride. Um, I have a wonderful, amazing, incredible husband that I've been married to for um, 26 years, wow. and I have four kids. They're equally awesome and amazing as well. I have two boys and twin girls. And they're um, pretty much all teenagers right now, so it's a house full of a lot of drama (laughs) at the moment. And I really became a writer because I was at my house and we renovated this old farmhouse in the county in the middle of nowhere and it was all finished. I wanted to I wanted to show it off. I wanted to talk to people about DIY. I wanted to talk to people about crafting and learning and how to do projects for your house. And I was lonely. I was kind of by myself, you know, when cows don't listen very well to (laughs) DIY projects. So I started writing a blog and then from there I I talked um, about DIY projects and stuff for your house, but then I just started telling stories. I started telling stories about my family and my hopes and my dreams and and people really responded to the stories which made me write more stories and now I've written a book. That is incredible. Tell us a little bit about how writing a book is different than blogging. That is seriously the best question you could have asked me because it is, okay, so here's the, here's exact, it's like I have the perfect answer to that okay, question. Okay, please. And I didn't even know you were going to ask me that. So, okay, when you write a blog post, there's like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and like mic drop, like bam, like you're yeah. done. Okay, when you write a book, you can't like do that with every chapter. You can't like, okay, bam, and walk away. You have to like, that chapter has to lead into the next chapter, has to lead into the next chapter. So when I started writing, I wrote like chapter one and it ended, like it had a specific ending. And I'm like, dude, like it can't end. Like it, ha- it has to go to chapter, you can't have a chapter, a book with just one chapter. So then I was, so I had to stretch out my story and really learn how to lead from one chapter into another 
chapter and that was probably the biggest difference but my writing was was really similar okay. to the between the blog and the book and actually after I turned in the manuscript um, my incredible editor here said wow I really like the way you write so conversational and mm -hmm. and I said I'm super happy because I don't know how to write any other way. So, good thing it worked out. <laughs> That's right. And I think the tone probably goes along with the subject matter of the book. You know, it's not a, a formal didactic book. It's a, some, you want to relate, you know, to your audience. Well, and I think I will, I know my audience so well. I love them. I adore them. And I want them to feel when they're writing, when I'm writing to them and writing, whether it's a blog post or a book, I want them to feel like they could just pull up a chair and have coffee. And I'm sharing a story from my heart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm being, trying to be the most authentic person through my writing that I can be. And I think people really respond to that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What made you uh, focus in on this topic for the book? Because I'm sure you, you know, you blog about all different kinds of things. What made you? What was the inspiration behind that specific topic? Well, actually, it's because this is my life. I am a person who literally every day I wake up and I try. I try to give every day the best I have. Whether it's I'm writing a blog post, whether I'm writing a book chapter, whether I'm doing a DIY, whether I'm at my kids' baseball games or cheerleading events, I'm trying. Mm -hmm. And some days I try and it works out and like I am so awesome, <laughs> like your head would spin. I'm like amazing. <laughs> and then some days not so, not so much. Like just for example, my last trip to Tyndale, after I met everyone here and had this incredible and amazing, I was like, and they were calling me an author, and I couldn't <laughs> even believe they were saying author next to my name. And I went back to the hotel room to go home to get dressed, and I realized I totally brought two different tennis shoes, like two completely <laughs> different tennis shoes. Now, some people would have been embarrassed, but some people would have said, oh, that's kind of shameful that you yeah. were walking out of here with two different tennis shoes. I was just really glad that I had brought a left foot that matched a right foot. <laughs> yes, that's impressive. <laughs> so that's really mm. kind of, it really is the story of my life. And I think it's a story a lot of people can relate to because I think we all try. I think we all are trying in our own way. And sometimes life hands us challenges and sometimes it's hard to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And But the, the joy is really in the trying and if people could be encouraged I kind of say in the book, hey, if you're like me and you mismatch your tennis shoes or you put too much soap in your front loader or and it spills all over your house <laughs> or, you know, you have a flash flood and there are logs in the middle of your driveway and you think I should make crafts out of them. You know, if, if, if that's you, if you're trying to, I'm going to go first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell my stories first mm -hmm. so you have the courage to tell yours. Mm -hmm. no, I, I want to... Uh, ask you more about the those logs in your driveway because you spoke at in chapel this morning and you, you, you told the story about um, how you had this flood and there were logs in your driveway and then you made a craft out of it um, what what is that inside of you that you can see that mm -hmm. in your driveway and then picture this thing this this creation out of that what did was that something you learned like do you have an art background or is that just a natural talent you have to I, see, see this these broken pieces and then see something beautiful that could be made out of it well I, I wish I could give you a really great answer but here's the truth I am cheap <laughs> <laughs> I am the person that shops the side of the road and finds random barn doors and turns them into mantles I 
shop other people's trash and find awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, when that log ended up, all I could think of, I've seen tables made out of big logs like that that are $175. <laughs> yeah. Why? When you one shows up in your driveway, obvi, you just yeah. cut it up, make some <laughs> seats for your backyard or twig twigs for your twig decorations for your mantle. So I, I wish I had a better, like much more, you know, kind of um, smart answer to that. But really, I just I'm always trying to figure out how I can make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think I'm seeing a lot of biblical spiritual tie-ins. You know, with the DIY, the the sense of trying that some DIY projects I'm sure you've done, they honestly don't turn out that well. It takes a few trials. And the beautiful thing about what we see in your work is that you haven't given up on the bad days. And fortunately, the Lord doesn't either. You know, he's always Amen. making us new. He's renewing us from the inside. So I really think the way you're living your life practically is paralleled. To those and there's actually a chapter in the book where I kind of talk about that. I mm-hmm. talk about, um, I mean, I want to give too much of the book away, <laughs> yeah. but, but there's a, a part where I end up having this moment, this disaster where these plates fall over and there's SpaghettiOs on them and the SpaghettiOs and I trip and fall on the SpaghettiOs and the plates are, I, I'm on my bathroom floor face up staring at the ceiling surrounded by SpaghettiOs oh. and broken pieces of pottery and I, and, and, and there was almost like this you know eureka moment in that in that time I when I was on the floor and I was looking at the pottery and and there was um this one beautiful beautiful um terrine that I had and yet it, it didn't survive the general melee that was going on I was washing my dishes in the sink because we were remodeling the whole house and that terrine had a crack in it mm-hmm. and instead of repairing the crack I embraced it and I thought, it's like me. The train and I, we have so much in common. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many um, biblical, you know, just basic concepts in that, that here is a broken vessel yeah. that, but it's still, the, the beauty is in the, in the imperfection. Yes. The beauty is not in this perfect piece of pottery that has no dings and nicks and cracks. And I'm like, I totally identify with that train because I'm all nicked up and dented up and, you know, and but God still loves me just mm-hmm. the way, you know, just the way I love my train. Yes. Mm-hmm. What I've seen is that when you let go of the ideal of perfection, you have a lot more freedom to be creative. So I studied music and was into music in high school, especially. And what I found was that I was reluctant to perform unless I was prepared. And I think I missed opportunities because of that. I see another, a sister of mine who's very gifted and she's not so worried about that. And because of that, she's had a lot of favor and has been able to share her gift. So the whole theme, you know, your tagline of the book is stories of a DIY life gone wrong and learning to find the beauty in every imperfection. I think that speaks a lot of freedom to people. I agree. And I think there's a lot of joy in just recognizing that beauty and perfection are so there's so, really truly I mean you have a world that's telling you that you know you have to be, look this way you have mm-hmm. to dress this way your home has to be like this you need you know your pillow shams must match your coverlet which yeah. must match your um, dust ruffle no I say no mm-hmm. I say there's joy in you know living every day 
living every day to the fullest and trying and embracing kind of the brokenness and embracing the imperfections and the flaws and the dings and, you know, really rejoicing in the individual that God created in each one of us. Yes. And there's such joy and, like you said, freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things online to look at is the Pinterest fails where people try to... <laughs> I've had a few of those. Copy yeah. Yeah. I, I could have my own entire board just yeah. <laughs> Pinterest fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions Adam and I were talking about was we looked on your blog and your home is beautiful. First of all, I want to ask, do you have a favorite room in the house? I do have a favorite room. Okay. It's actually the least used room in the house, but it's my oh. favorite. It's used not in the way I think it was intended. It's the kitchen. Mm. Now, I am... As amazing as I am at DIYs and cleaning rooms, I'm that terrible at cooking. Like, not like a little bit horrible, like, it's embarrassing. You you did say SpaghettiOs. Yeah, SpaghettiOs, (laughs) and that was fine dining. SpaghettiOs, I mean, that's almost like a three-course SpaghettiOs and, like, some brownies cut up from, you know, Walmart or something. That's a four-course meal at our our house. But So the kitchen's not really used for that cooking that much but it is a place where when the kids come home from school and everybody gathers our kitchen is open and it has different areas in it and and I think that's um, one of the joys when I'm creating a room I try to create different spaces to be used for different things Mm -hmm. and the kitchen has there's an office area in the kitchen there's a dining area in the kitchen there's a pantry area in the kitchen and there's kind of like a homework station and so the family can all be in the same room together but because there's different spaces that are created we're all there together doing kind of our unique tasks and so even though there's not that much cooking going on in that room it's still a great room it is yeah (laughs) cooking's overrated it is that's what restaurants are (laughs) exactly and um maybe you don't want to reveal this so feel free to not answer this question what percentage of the time would you say your house looks like it does in those pictures versus like real life Oh, oh. <laughs> you don't have to answer. You could give a mysterious. I, I would say, here's my answer to that. My best friend. Well, my best friend is a little thing. You may or may not have heard of him called Photoshop. Oh, yeah. So if you take a picture of a room and there's a stinky sock, you just it Photoshop it out, you know. So I actually one of the most popular posts on my blog is I did a real life tour. Like, hey, here's what it looks like. Mm-hmm when I, it's all edited and beautiful, and oh, here's real life. In the real life, there's like muddy prints all over. There's like a bowl of um, half-eaten Cheerios sitting there. Someone had thrown a shoe, and it was like sticking out of the top of the um, the cabinet area up there, and, and people were like, oh, wow, I love it. It looks like my house. So, yeah, I won't tell you the percentage, but I will say it does not always look like that. At least you know sure. there is a beautiful house under there. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing that's stuffing a few things in some cabinets. Yeah. It's that close. And you have right. a lot of cabinets. I do, do that, so on purpose. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> Part of my master plan. <laughs> so, Garyanne, do you share your gifts with other people in speaking or retreats or any of that? Oh, yes. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love to. There's nothing more fun. I'm always really, really nervous. Like when I spoke in chapel this morning, I was like, I'm literally, I'm over my, oh. my legs <laughs> shaking like this. And then once I get up in front of audience, it's like, oh, all these new friends. Yeah. And so I look for the one smiley person 
and I kind of talk to that person because they obviously are smiling at me so they must be interested in what I'm saying but mm -hmm. but yeah I speak all over I speak to women's retreats um I've spoken to um at corporate events uh, I do I love love to speak it's really my heart mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you must get a lot of a whole range of opportunities you know everything from like saving money in doing these projects to making I looked on online making your hobby an online business mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of practical things that can come from it. it doesn't just have to stay a hobby well I think that I think the kind of a the missing piece of the puzzle when you're a blogger like I am and it's your full-time job people are very curious because it is such a new it's a new idea it's a new profession it's something that's just recently come on to the you know into our world I mean yeah. you know when I was growing up no one was a blogger that I didn't even there wasn't even internet around right you know I mean I think we were all you know um, it was back before electricity I'm pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> but you know so people are very interested in how do I write a blog how do I get started what do I do how do I make money from a blog those are a lot of popular topics but then you know there's the, the other facet kind of of what I do which is creating a beautiful home that has character and personality and how to not be intimidated by your house and how to embrace and create a home that's really a perfect refuge against the world for you and your family. So, yes. yeah, you're right. There's a different, yeah. lot of different topics. Uh -huh. Did uh -huh. you have a, a point, like a turning point, where you realized that you could make a career out of being a blogger for yourself? Is there something big that happened? or One you guys ask the best questions. You're like a, you're professionals. <laughs> so that's such a good question because, so I start, so here I am in my farmhouse, lonely, sad, just me in a lampshade, you know, trying to tell people how to make, how to, I was trying to tell my neighbors, don't you want to learn how to cover your lampshades? Nobody really was that interesting. And so I start this blog and at first I was putting super high quality content on there. Like I put my pedicure that I just got and I, talked about that my toes were kind of long and you know really high only the best and about six months in I went to a, a blogging conference where and when you blog it's very kind of like being an author it's it, you're in isolation you're by yourself you're thinking is anyone reading this is anyone getting it do people understand and so I there I was you know at this conference with other people that were doing the exact same thing that I was doing and they said, I, one girl, I'll never forget, I was sitting there drinking coffee, and she said, you know what, I'm making money off this. And I said, no, sir, <laughs> that is not allowed. That who, who makes money from a blog? Is this a job? And she, you know, all of a sudden there, we all in that community, we were brainstorming ideas and how to partner with brands. And, you know, today I write a blog and I partner with over 50 different brands through the blog. Wow. So I, I work with you know, eBay and Target and um, Sherwin-Williams and Frog Tape and, I mean, Kirkland's. This, I mean, the sky's the limit when you write a blog. So I create projects for them and photograph things for them. And, you know, it's just really amazing how God has led me through this journey of putting my toes to now yeah. <laughs> creating rooms for people. <laughs> That's incredible. How has it been being a blogger and sharing your personal life on there? Of course, there's a whole section focused on projects and DIY, but there's also a story section on your blog. So how do you choose what to share? I think I don't ever want to dishonor my family. So I, like I adore my husband and I adore my kids. So I don't, I try not to really approach anything from a negative perspective. Mm -hmm. I try not to really share maybe, I share 
definitely some of our hard times, but I don't. I try not to go into where I'm, where I would ever present any members of my family in a negative view right. because I don't, I don't have that view of them, and I wouldn't want my readers to. And I, so I just, I kind of share what's on my heart, mm-hmm. and you know, I try not to overshare. Sometimes, like hashtag calm down, some yeah. people, <laughs> like I don't need to know everything, yeah. and so I, I just share what's on my heart, and that's mm-hmm. what's worked so far. And I, I think sometimes people, because I am a mom because I am a wife and because I you know I am a, a businesswoman I think there's a lot of things that a lot of things in my story that people can identify with I I just had a daughter I mean I have a daughter that has gone through a lot of really um, some really challenging medical situations and you know I, I share that on the blog and I share my heart and there are people that are going through similar situations and they can identify because sometimes if you only show it's kind of like with your rooms, if your room is always perfect and everything's always great, and I'm on there always smiling, like, hey, you guys, you know, sometimes it's not authentic. It's not really the journey. So, and I want the readers to feel like they're along with me on the journey. And so they've kind of watched my kids grow up. I mean, when I started the blog, the twins were, you know, they were in second grade. And, you know, here they are now rounding middle school. So mm-hmm. it's that the kind of the readers have been along for the ride. Mm, that's yeah, I think people really, that's probably one of the things that makes your blog successful is people connect with those genuine moments. Like, look at the the guy who was doing the interview. Did you see the video where his kids walked in the room? Yes, I love that. People love that video because it was like a genuine moment that a lot of people could relate to. They've had similar experiences or their kids act. See, he was like so it. close to amazing. Yes. He was yeah. there, he was being amazing, and then so, so close. close. He was this, this close. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one last question about your blog. Uh, how do you not run out of ideas? Like oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can never run. I could blog for the next. I have more ideas in my brain than a person should be allowed to have. I have, right now, as I was sitting in the conference room talking to some people, three more ideas popped into my brain. I, I, I only post five times a week, and I could probably post two times a day with all the project and ideas I have. I just... I love it and when you love doing something and you love telling stories and you love you know really sharing your heart it just it kind of it comes out mm-hmm. and sometimes here's here's like a little behind the scenes sometimes when I start writing a blog post I don't know where it's going mm-hmm. I just sit in front of the computer and I write and this amazing post comes out mm-hmm. it's like the post just writes itself mm-hmm. and that's I and I've learned to kind of let back so I mean sit back and let the blog kind of sometimes write itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've so actually cool. heard that from a lot of different authors, especially fiction authors, where they don't necessarily know where the story is going. They just mm-hmm. let it let it take them mm-hmm. there and you know, write a whole book that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Karianne, if people want to read your blog, they want to learn more about the book, where should they go? They can go to thistlewoodfarms.com, and they'll also find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Pinterest, and they can find me on Twitter. Under that, uh, I'm under that. Thistlewood Farms on everything. Okay, that's you perfect. Should, you should start your own podcast. Now that you're... I, I agree. I you wish. Could have done if, this I knew, by if I knew how to do it, I would be all over it. <laughs> it's great. Well, Kari, and we're so thankful for you. We're really excited for the book to come out. We're excited to share this with our listeners. I think it'll be really encouraging to them. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here today. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you.